Gira can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kavai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! Done just that he scored! Jorinho's done it! Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here! That is terrific! Good evening, and welcome to a very special Halloween episode of the Streets Won't Forget podcast. I'm your haunted host, Ben Woolley, but. I won't be delving into the miserable and the macabre alone. Joining me, as always, are two unfortunate souls, whose football opinions haunt me more than a ghost could dream of. It's Dan Mountney and Harry Martinez. How are we, boys? I'm good, I'm good. I'll tell you what, you've got time to redeem yourself, but I'm not sure this hosting gig's going to last very long. I think I'll be back next week. <laughs> I don't know, I enjoyed it. It's just immediately insult your co-hosts. I enjoyed it. <laughs> You've learned from the best. <laughs> With spooky season officially upon us, I've taken the reins for a one-off special. We're shelving the bold and the brilliant this week, and instead we're looking at a trio of terrifying topics from the most accursed corners of the football world. But before we get there, we need to see who is in Derby Dreamland and who had a matchday malady in the weekend roundup. So the spectre of VAR loomed over Anfield as a Salah double helped Liverpool claim victory in the Merseyside derby. While there was late drama on the south coast as Wolves grabbed an 88th minute winner to beat Bournemouth 2-1. Some ghoulish goalkeeping saw Chelsea leading 2-0 at Stamford Bridge, but they returned the favour in the second half and a late Arsenal equaliser meant points were shared between the London rivals. Foolish is one word describing the goalkeeping. me. <laughs> a couple of screamers saw Brentford overcome some dodgy refereeing to ease past Burnley 3-0. And Man City got back to winning ways, beating podcast favourites Brighton 2-1 at the Etihad. Sean Longstaff held off on his travelling holiday long enough to help Newcastle thrash Palace 4-0, <laughs> while a late Luton fight back cancelled out a Chris Wood brace to earn them a point against Forest, A beauty of a goal from Diogo Dallo spared Man United's blushes and kept Sheffield United bottom of the Premier League as they won 2-1, while Villa gave West Ham a hammering to continue their good start to the season. Around Europe, despite winning, Bayern remain in third behind unlikely leader Stuttgart. Harry Kane's mediocre start at Bayern continues. He now only has 10 goals and 5 assists in his first 11 games. <laughs> that it? Yeah, I know, right? Sergio Ramos was up to his usual tricks and fighting his old teammates as Sevilla played out a one-all draw with Real Madrid. What oh, man. And I forgot to actually check the Italian results, but it sounds like they're all too busy in the bookies to actually play any football anyway. <laughs> but... Who gets the fun-sized Mars bar and who gets the chocolate-covered sprout? Dan, can we have your trick of the weekend, please? Sorry, can I just take a moment for what a f***ing intro that is? What a weekend yeah, that, roundup that, that is. That was unbelievable. That unbelievable. Was unbelievable. Um, get this podcast to the top now, just for that. My trick of the weekend, I'm going to go for David Raya. Oh, oh he did have a stinker. 
I think he, uh, as you rightfully said, it was a ghoulish performance. He dropped an absolute <laughs> clanger, let's be honest. And the what kind the of pressure... He doing? I don't know. The kind of pressure he's under from, you know, yeah. being picked over Ramsdale and now having Ramsdale brimming down his neck, the roles being reversed, that kind of performance will get you dropped. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Ramsdale back in. To be yeah, this is something I wanted to ask you is... Is do you think that this competition is what is causing these blow-ups in goal, or is it is it simply that every goalkeeper has these, but you've got the option to rotate? I think every goalkeeper has it, but yeah, the pressure probably doesn't help. I think if you'd made this like mistake normally, you'd be like, you know what, you can just move past it. I think yeah. knowing you have another de facto number one like waiting in the wings probably isn't great for the confidence. Yeah, see, it's the it's the, the only position on the pitch where you'd say it's almost bad to have that much competition. Yeah, oh, I so. I don't know because it, equally it does push you to do better. But I agree, it does put the pressure on. I think the other thing is he did brilliantly at Brentford. That cannot be argued. But going into a football club like Arsenal and the expectation, you know, did brilliantly yeah. last season, and the expectation this year is to go on and win the league. And that kind of pressure, having come from an environment like Brentford, is a hell of a lot different. And yeah. we're, as we know, Arteta is a very demanding manager. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're feeling that weight of expectation, you are going to struggle, and I think that might be the case with Ryan. Yeah. Also, I think he's too short for a goalkeeper as well. Oh, yeah. It would have been the same for Ramsdale, I guess, if it, the other way around. But I suppose he had that year or two of lower expectation no one expected it last year yeah yeah is he i guess more used to this environment which is going to help him out in the long run possibly yeah the way i, I look at I, it is i, I think back in goal personally Ramsdale. If, if if you're being you know if you're in a competitive environment as a goalkeeper there's almost that urge to try and be man of the match every match because you know if you're not you could like do you know what you're not trying to aim for a steady performance you're trying to do something that sets you apart and I think, in turn, you are prone to making more mistakes. Well, as a goalkeeper, when the team wins, it's rarely you. When the team loses, it's exactly. Your fault. I, I also I don't know you. why he came out earlier this week and was on about moving to no idea. Liga. Like, what? come on, <laughs> you're here, do your job. Like, apparently, they told Mudrick about that. Apparently, they said he like watch the goalkeeper; he will come off his line. He did say, "I, I'm, I don't, I didn't mean to lob him." Like, it was a bit of a no, cross. He absolutely and a shot, but... didn't mean it. But no, God, it was no. always going to be him that scored, wasn't it? Yeah. Especially after Zinchenko said, if you score at the weekend, I will hate you. But <laughs> I hate him anyway. He can do whatever he likes. <laughs> well, that was a proper nightmare performance, to be fair. Yeah. And thoroughly deserving of our loser of the week. But Harry, who delighted you enough to earn a treat this week? Oh, mate. Bobbing for all the apples. I'm going to have to pick Unai Emery's Villa. Unbelievable performance. A very fair <laughs> pick. The fact, the fact that I, Ollie Watkins missed two very good chances, one being an absolute sitter, and they still ran out 4-1 winners. They looked unbelievable, mate. Douglas Wee scoring six, six home games on a trot. First Villa player to do that. They just look really good. Um, two points off the top. I think they're Aren't second they the most second... points in 2023. Yeah, second highest scorer as well or something like that. Yeah. Lich, uh, Yarby looks like a player as well. Oh, mate, he's class. Yeah. But yeah, watching them at Villa Park, I think for any season ticket holder there, they're going to have a joy of a season. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Thoroughly deserved. The one thing I would say is I give it six months till it all comes crumbling down, and that is speaking from personal <laughs> experience. Yeah, Emery, Emery Ball. There's, there's no yep. bitterness there at all. 
No, absolutely not. Dracula. <laughs> he, to be but, fair, he's good for Halloween. He looks like Dracula. That's that's very very true. Well done. That is very true. So to finish this off, goal of the week this week, I've given it to Saman Godos for a worldie of a strike. Unbelievable. If you oh haven't God. seen it, it is absolutely filth. I was torn between that and Diogo Dallo's goal, but I think Godos is just a little bit better. You know, made, that's, that's right Godos's first goal in two years, and his last goal was also against Burnley. It's just <laughs> the horns in a Burnley. He's the bogeyman, yeah. He is. <laughs> and we do have another little special award this week because you pointed out another worldie in the group chat, Harry. The, uh, the Andy Carroll Award this week goes to Andy Carroll for scoring a... An outrageous <laughs> attempt from about 40 yards. Keeper, yeah. yet again, is nowhere to be seen, but you just you have to applaud that from Andy Carroll. We'll later decide what it means to be an Andy Carroll, but... <laughs> <laughs> but this week, he gets to be it. I guess it's when you're so bad, when you do something good, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly than anything, how did Skelmersdale United and Pascal Chimbonda get on? Oh, sorry, please tell me you're the expert you. here, Dan. Well, Please tell I, us you've got I news. I remembered this yesterday and I thought, they're going to have won. And they did. They won 4 1. Pascal is already having an impact. We love Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. And, and an update on uh, interviewing Pascal Chimbonda zero progress has been made. <laughs> That's I'm very okay. sorry. He's busy <laughs> winning 4 1. Exactly. It's right. If they keep this up and he's still there in the new year, when we said we'd go to a game, we can catch him live and in person. Exactly. We'll ask him then. Yeah, we'll let him settle in first. We'll let him get his feet under the desk. Very true. Now then, lads. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a little birdie told me that you two are a fan of some cheeky football facts. You're lucky if so, because I've dug up some footballing horror stories for you in this week's Freaky Fact Corner. Oh, on oh, his debut as well. Go. It's a fact. I'm talking about facts. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure, this, to, to try and, like, live up to the master of the fat corner, but I'm going to do my best. <laughs> so, in 1993, English Minnows Congleton Town FC, great name, planned to mourn the passing of their oldest fan, Fred Cope, with a minute's silence before the game. However, this quickly had to be changed to Sir Bobby Moore after Fred was spotted strolling into the stadium and taking his usual seat. <laughs> oh, I love Not it. content with coming back from the dead, Cope then went on to win £10 and a bottle of whiskey in the half-time draw. So, <laughs> that's oh, not that's bad so good. before kickoff. What oh, a day. Mate, not even Jesus obtained that kind of uh, level of skill. <laughs> he rose from the dead and had a glass of wine. He didn't win the full bottle of whiskey in a tenner. Honestly, mate. Well, <laughs> it gets better. So in 2013, in an amateur over-50s tournament, a goalkeeper played 60 minutes of a match before suffering a stiff neck, achy arm, and slurred speech. Was it Daniel? Assuming it was a concussion, he was taken to hospital, where doctors discovered a 9mm bullet lodged in his skull. <laughs> oh my god. Definitely Daniel. By wedding, had gotten a little overexcited and started shooting in the air. A stray bullet struck him before kickoff. And he played 60 minutes before he even noticed. Definitely, Daniel. He went on to make a full recovery. I do play like I've been shot in the head. We can try it if you want. I think I'll pass, but cheers for the offer. It's not up to you. Let's take a vote on it. A little bit closer to home to finish us off. There have been 13 players who have been sent off in the Premier League on Halloween. Including the likes of Stuart Pearce, Kenwyn Jones, Giovanni and Titus Bramble. 
And Liverpool have the most Halloween reds out of any club with three. Wow. And funnily enough, three players have scored a hat-trick on the most hair-raising day of the year, with the most recent being Demba Bar. The other two were Aruna Dindan for Portsmouth, and none other than Kevin Nolan. Aruna Dindan is the name I've not heard in a long time. Oh, yeah. Kevin Nolan got three for Newcastle against bitter rival Sunderland. Well, that was Fact Corner for this week, boys. It's a fact. I'm talking about facts. Harry, I believe you have something for us this week as well. I have. I don't know if you've seen this story, but it kind of got me thinking about the podcast and, and what we do in this situation. It's, did you see the story of the Leeds fans that travelled from the UK to um, to Uruguay to take their former boss, Marcelo Bielsa? I did see this, yeah. His trademark bucket. Oh, yes. Right, and I thought this was fantastic. And then I thought... What would us as a podcast do in the same? Like, what would be our equivalent? And at first, I thought maybe if Arsene Wenger got back in management, we'd take him his coat and do the zip up for him. But then I thought about it more, and I thought if Abue ever came out of retirement, we're taking him that tiger costume. That is a (laughs) hundred percent what we're doing. Oh, it has to be. And I thought, what would would you two also agree that the Abue one? I think is what we would do. Oh, hundred percent. I'm getting us matching tiger costumes. (laughs) <laughs> so we turn up to mark the occasion for him. Or I take Denver Bar some strawberry syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one Yama gets his spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh man. Oh, uh, that was good. Well, should we get on with the rest of the episode? I'll go on then. Oh god, and our to. first terrifying topic. So we previously talked about some of our favourite ever shirts, wonderful kits being worn by some iconic teams from the game's top manufacturers. But what happens when those same companies have an absolute horror show? Let's talk about some shocking shirts. Yes. And Harry, as a Norwich fan, you've seen some highs and lows of shirts. (laughs) Is there anything you want to kick us off with? Well... Uh, I think I've got two, and they both relate to the podcast here. The first one, I think, has got to be that Norwich McDonald's kit. You you know exactly the one I'm on about, where the black shorts, the orange, green, and yellow rings. Horrendous. Probably the worst kit I've ever seen in my life. But then I think also there's an Arsenal one that deserves it. That 2018-19 kit, the one Puma made, horrendous. I just remember Luke Guerrero looking (laughs) stupid in it. To be fair, you can add, I think... Most of those Puma shirts to the list of worst ever kits. Those Puma shirts that had the name printed on the front. Do you remember the ones where they had like oh, Man yeah. City? Oh, mate, so well, bad. It would have been bad enough if they made one of those, but they've done them for like every single Puma club because like Milan had one. Yeah. Marseille. PSG. Marseille, that was it. Marseille had one. The horrendous They're just copy and pasted and they all look crap. Well, as we confirmed on a previous episode, Harry actually designed those, so uh, he's only got himself to blame. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, honestly, if I designed those, I would not be here now. I'd be, I'd be away in a cave. I'd be, I'd be in Guantanamo Bay. That's where you deserve to be. <laughs> Horrendous kids. Well, it seems like well, the '90s themselves were like a, a hub of just shocking shirt design. I agree, but they all some... became quite retro as well, didn't they? Ah, oh, that's true. I mean, some of them are now. Like, the, the yeah. Bruce Banana kit has come back. Yeah. But then you see stuff like the Scunthorpe one from 1994. 
There are some rotters. Oh, oh mate. <laughs> the other one that the, the other one that kind of rings from the nineties for me, and it's a United kit, so we can all hate on it. Do you remember the 1992-93 away kit? Where they had the badge printed on, but it was like someone's curtains. Have a look at that one. That's horrendous. That's not, I've seen worse. It's Mate. not good, but there's, there's it. some horrendous. worse kids than that. Yeah. The badge is a bit stinky. Like It's horrendous. <laughs> it's like, I think... That's like the precursors. You know they do all those shirts with like the skyline on now? Yeah. It feels yeah. like this walked so those could run. <laughs> I mean, the ones that really scare me, and I think they probably are going to scare everyone that looks at them. Do you remember when the, all those foreign clubs went through the stages of trying to have like meat printed on their top when they were sponsored by Heck? <laughs> Do you know yeah, the one to run about? Yeah. Where, like, the, is it the one where they tur- they turned their kit yeah. into a hot dog? Hold on, let me find it. <laughs> well, look at this. You're telling me that this is an actual football kit. What is that? What the f- is that? <laughs> oh, there's a similar vein to that. Have you seen the one from America? No, like stop right 70s? here. I have. I this this is this is what I've got written down. There is only one answer for this, and it is the oh, Caribou's of Colorado home kit from 1978. Yes. Firstly, Caribou's yes. of Colorado is a name for a football team. I'm sure we can all agree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, it is. there is no no need. Because it's not been done before or since to do a cowboy-inspired football kit. The the collar is like garishly big. the The badge is horrific, oh, and the look leather look it, tassels on the chest are just oh. why? Just why? It's so oh. horrific. They've done that that American sports thing as well of putting the number on the front, and the which just looks so out of place. Why the and the sleeves, yeah, and the collar. It is genuinely the worst thing I've ever seen. And the best thing is, you know, you'd be like, oh well, at least that's the like the home kit. At least you know we get a break from that when we go to our away game. Do you want to know what the away kit looks like? Oh mate, it's the same but beige. Why why do they? They look like you've asked a five-year-old to draw a frappuccino. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, honestly. I, I don't know what one, though. Would you rather wear a meat kit or the frappuccino kit? I'd like, rather wear the meat kit. Right I don't now. think I could deal with the tassels. Oh. Yeah, honestly. Oh. I tell you, I'll give you a choice. You can go out in public wearing that shirt or this one I've found okay. from the Peruvian League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, the home shirt from Deportivo Wanker with an A, just before anyone gets uh, <laughs> the wrong idea. Oh, man, it's got an unfortunate clubs. Yeah, it's an unfortunate placement of the team name. I'm going to be honest. There's just D Wanker on the front of the kit. It's not, you know, if that was in German, you could get away with Deportivo Vanka, you know, something like that. But the fact is Mm. Peruvian, they're 100% pronouncing that as Wanker. Why why do you need to put the word Wanker on the front as well? It's just so unnecessary. Put the club badge there and leave it at that. Like, come on. Like, I was going to say, do they not have a badge? Surely the you're the club's the not going to do anything to stop our the name getting on this kit. Oh, so bad. Oh, it is. It's that DW, isn't it? Yeah, that's the badge underneath. They've gone for all of it. But why? Why? For, for once, it's the one time I'd wish the sponsor was larger than the team name. <laughs> See, wait, this is where Puma took the inspiration from. This is Puma. This is where Puma oh, took is. the inspiration. <laughs> 
Puma have followed in the footstep of wankers before and gone with the full kit. Well, everyone who ended up wearing this kit yeah. looked like a wanker, so I guess it's on point. <laughs> oh. What do you think is the worst kit you've ever personally Ooh. owned? Oh. I don't think I've ever bought a bad kit, I'm going to be honest. Was there the none that you bought as like a kid? Because yes. I know no. there's a couple I can think of. I've got you one. remember those old Barcelona ones? Oh, like the orangey ones. The and they yes, weren't, and like, they weren't awful. It, yeah. yeah, like the yeah. fluorescent, brightly they were, they coloured They were quite ones. nice. I think as a kid, I thought they were the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. And I look at them now, and I'm like, Jesus, I went out wearing that. I, I've, I do think I've purchased a bad one as a Norwich fan. That's most and of it your is. kits, though. This is the one I've got. And to be honest with you, I think I've worn it once and it's gone at the bottom of a drawer. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, that Yeah. You're a very lucky club as well because your your lotto, your lotto, your Lotus sponsor is incredible. Yeah. Like top yeah. tier sponsorship, that. Looks yeah. nice on the shirt. And then they come out with a bunch of rotters. I, I don't get how we can go from area who make god-awful kits to Joma, who every year yeah, will have a stinker in them. Mate. That's shocking. And I think that year was that Joma. stinker. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, mate. I know. Horrendous. I've never owned a horrendous kit, I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not really that big of a... Well, we can change that at oh, the God. Pod Secret Santa. I'm not really that big of a kit buyer anymore. Oh, mate, I only yeah. ever bought Arsenal kits as a kid, really. But if you if you want to buy me a horrific kit, go for it. It's fine. <laughs> From a personal point of view, I had a Madrid kit, which kind of made me feel a Greater. little bit sad inside. I, I know what the worst kit I've ever owned is. It was that dog <laughs> England one I threw in the bin after the final. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a question, yeah. a kit-based question for you. I, I saw a video oh, go on. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was basically taking the piss out of blokes on holiday wearing football kits. It, along the lines of, it's the first thing you pack when you go on your holiday. And absolutely, <laughs> this is Harry, isn't it? No, I never wear them abroad. That's a lie. I, I promise from, you. From what I see of his holiday picks, it's exclusively those like button-down, stripy shirts that you always see people wearing with in, the matching like, shorts. The nightclubs. I think I've got one of them. I'm surprised. I thought you would be. I think if if there's blokes on holiday in a football kit, if it's a retro one that is you know is all right, I can kind of get behind it. But if you're wearing your kits, your club's like home mm. kit of that season, you. What are you yeah, doing? You're not five. have almost become part of like the wider fashion culture. Like if you're wearing like a new kit, exactly, know. exactly. Oh yeah. Like you go to any kind of D and B event, and Harry, you'll notice. Like you look around, you see so many retro football shirts, like especially yeah. at festivals. Oh, they're, that's, they're that's great. Acceptable. I love it. But don't, don't be cutting about. If, if anyone's wearing one of those dog humor ones, they should be sent home. <laughs> yeah. I don't imagine they sold many of those, I'll be honest. You, yeah, so, there's someone out there who's actually bought one of those. If there is, please email us <laughs> at the streets where we get podcast at gmail.com. Email us so we could just shout at you like... Yeah, if you want to be abused by us on the internet, feel free to email us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was utterly dreadful in the best possible way. But yeah, let's, let's move on. Now, normally on this podcast, you'll hear us talking about the sublime and the ridiculous. Dream debuts, incredible seasons abound, but not this week. For our second terrifying topic, we're looking at performances the streets should forget with some ghoulish games. And I'm going to start us off for this one because I found what I think is my favourite. Now, we like Go to on. talk a lot about one John Joe Shelby. Oh, yes. yes. Now he is the man who could score all four in a two-all draw. Yeah. Yes. 
I found an example, however, of this actually happening, and it's fantastic. It was Villa legend Chris Nichol in 1976. They were playing Leicester, and he ended up, as you might have guessed, scoring all four in a two-all draw, including at one point giving Leicester the lead, I think, twice. Oh, no. Yeah, so as if the ignominy of scoring one own goal was not enough, he ended up doing it twice in one game. And what makes it even better is that he ended up, after this game, being Leicester's fifth highest goal scorer that season. (laughs) (laughs) So as if it somehow wasn't bad enough that the man has almost cost his team the game twice, he ended up, probably he should have got a mention at their end of season awards. He's kind of taken it fairly well, though. He says it doesn't upset him. He said the only thing that he didn't like is that they didn't give him the match ball afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) i'd I'd like to go one further with a hat trick of own goals oh yes i want to say this has only been done once by stan vanden buys in 1995 he was playing for a belgian side called germinal Eckerin, and they're playing against anderlecht and he scored three own goals and they lost three two to make it even worse oh no oh no I think at that point you should be forced to take the match ball. Yeah. <laughs> the one the one that kind of sticks in my head, and it was a couple of years ago, 2016, I think, Shane Duffy at the time was, you know, a pretty decent championship player for Blackburn. And they were playing um they were playing Cardiff. And he managed to score two own goals in the first half and then get sent off in the second half. But the, what adds to this is the fact that there was apparently four club scouts there from various clubs in the championship that all left at half-time and never signed them and he got <laughs> sold that season. <laughs> it's just it's up there with the Jonathan Woodgate, really, isn't it? I was going to mention oh, good old yeah. Jonathan Woodgate, a red card and an own goal on his debut, not just for any club, for Real Madrid. That's not how you yeah. hear yeah, you yourself really get fans, much worse. is it? No, no. It's a calamity. I think oh, the other yeah. one that sticks in my head, Gerard coming on against Man United, yeah. playing yeah. 38 seconds and getting sent off again. <laughs> like, Could that really be class <laughs> the performance, 38 seconds? <laughs> yeah, true. true. I mean, it's definitely a disaster class, put it that way. Yeah, true. <laughs> There's a couple I'd like to mention. One we've talked about on the pod before is uh, Emmanuel Abue's famous subbed-on, subbed-off performance for Arsenal against Wigan. Um, yeah. Jonathan Walters scoring two own goals and missing a penalty for Stoke against Chelsea. Chelsea against Chelsea, that was yeah. a shocker. And of course, how could we not mention Ali Dia? Oh God, oh, yeah. Yes. I didn't even think of including him in this, but I think that's so forgettable that it's almost history, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's such, such a bad performance. <laughs> there's, there's a couple more, and they're both Argentine strikers that I have to mention. The first one is a performance that I think goes forgotten these days. It's Gonzalo Higuain in the 2014 World, World Cup final. final. The phrase oh, couldn't hit one yeah. goal with a machine gun comes to mind. That was horrific. We, we watched that game. Hang, and I remember hung over. Badly hung over. over a <laughs> in my house. <laughs> we were like, if I'd gone all this way to watch the final and my striker produced that kind of performance, I think I'd have just off myself at Unbelievable. Do you remember he scored and the goal was given offside and he ran around celebrating oh, well, yeah. for like a minute and then realised it was that, offside. That whole final's kind of forgotten because no one talks about like Gertz scoring the winner there. or It was a bit of a crap well, final. Kind of forgotten, but but that, that situation where Higuain, World Cup final, you're having a disaster class, you look on the bench to see you've got to replace him and they whip up Rodrigo Palacio. I'm, With the I'm worst sorry. I've ever Yeah, seen. I'm sorry. If you've got a rat tail, I'm not bringing you on in the World Cup final. Here's a question for you. What's worse, 
Higuain in that World Cup final or Lukaku in the most recent Champions League final? You were going to say that. I, I think I Higuain think, because Lukaku came I think the Higuain. Bench, didn't he? Yeah. I think uh, Higuain because he had the full game and ma- managed to get worse as the game went on <laughs> and then lost the World Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. That but, is true, but Lukaku almost directly caused the loss of his team. Yeah. Mm. He did he pulled up the best bit of defending I've ever seen in a Champions League what final. What a block. <laughs> what a block. You can't Stunning. teach that. You cannot you teach that. You can't. That is pure instinct. Oh, yeah. some I'd also like to give out to uh, give a shout out to another striker, Martin Palermo, who missed not one, not two, but three penalties for Argentina when they lost three 0 to Colombia <laughs> in a Copa America game back in nineteen ninety nine. Surely oh, after no, the no, second one, after the second one, you let somebody else take the third. Surely. You've got to. If he's the captain, you're going, we've got to give it to him or else he's going to have no confidence. His confidence like, is ever shot, again. yeah. It's just the third. <laughs> it's an international game. You're not really bothered, are you? Just, you know, he's going to go back to his club, oh, whatever. Mate. Yeah. Mate, imagine how much, if you're the captain and you've gone, no, we've got to give him this. He'll score the third one. It's fine. He misses. You, you're, you're enraged, but you're also like head in hands just <laughs> Yeah, pure this, disappointment if, if you're a teammate and you go in the dressing room after a game are you like digging into him or are you putting an arm around him what are you doing I'm not you, looking you at him you can't dig into him for that you just can't the man has been through the ringer you're the, a striker who's three if, penalties pull yourself together man if, if you're second in line for penalties and he's taken all three and missed them you are digging him in like you are proper having a go at him like why are you not handing me one I, you know, I imagine in a club, in an international situation, you've probably got three players who take penalties for their club. So the fact that you've given oh, yeah. all three to one guy who's missed the ball. <laughs> Do you think that's the most embarrassing thing that could happen to you on a football pitch? It's got to be between that getting subbed on and subbed off again, yeah, and scoring and think, a hat trick of own goals. I think a screamer of an own goal, like you know, I remember one. Uh, Mark Hudson for Cardiff City from the halfway line trying to play it back to the keeper and just burying it. Oh, but if you score, I'd, I'd rather score a worldy of an own goal than just like a tap in from a cross. Santiago, yeah, I would, comes to but... mind with that volley for Sunderland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Was yeah. Real real to lamp it out and just find the top bins. You think what a yeah. strike that is! If he's done that on the other end, goal of the season, Puss Cass Award. Like <laughs> the the other good one is the um the one for Spurs where somebody tries to clear it and it just smashes Gareth Bale in the face and goes in, just knocks it clean out as well. <laughs> Oh man! But uh, we've there have been some absolute rotters in there. Yeah. Yes. But our wicked wander through the halls of shame is almost at an end, but not before we make one last gruesome stop. Prepare yourselves for deadline day disasters and big money busts as we take a look at some terrible transfers. Dan, do you want to kick us off? I'd love to kick us off. I've got a great one for you. Have you ever heard of Winston Bogard? Unfortunately, yes. I have. Okay, for those who haven't heard of Winston Bogard, I will, I will tell you a little Halloween tale. He signed for Chelsea on a free transfer in 2000 with a pretty good reputation, won the Champions League with Ajax and multiple La Liga titles with Barcelona, also played for AC Milan as well, so played for some, some good clubs. Problem started almost immediately, though, when manager Gian, Gianluca Vialli had admitted he had no idea the transfer was actually happening until Bogart walked in the building at Chelsea's training ground. Uh, a few weeks later, Viali's problems were over, though, because they got Claudio Ranieri and his manager, and then he openly admitted <laughs> he didn't want Bogart either. <laughs> so what do you think Winston did? Did he turn it around? Did he f- 
Over the next four years, he collected £15 million in wages from his four-year deal, and he played just nine times. Between Boxing Day 2000 and July 2004, when he left the club, he played a single game. Chelsea was so (laughs) desperate to sell him, they demoted him to the reserves, but he simply refused to go. He even told the press, why would I throw £15 million away when it's already mine? At the moment I signed the contract, the money was in fact mine. Both sides agreed wholeheartedly. Few people will ever earn as much. I am one of the fortunate ones who did. I'm, I may be one of the worst buys in the history of the Premiership, but I don't care. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play yeah, to I'm him. Kind of, I'm kind of torn here, right? Because on one hand, I'm like, yeah, I'm 100% with him. Exactly what I do. On the other hand, the number of times this has happened to me on Football Manager. Yeah. And you just can't <laughs> shake the yeah, yeah so it's, true. It's, it's awful so true. for Chelsea. 15 million quid down the drain. And back in 2000, that's a lot of money as well. Chelsea deserve a bit of a shout-out for this category because you can make an almost an entire starting 11. How long is this podcast going to be? Just, <laughs> yeah, they're players they just should not have signed. They spent big money on. I think like Shevchenko, Falcao, Torres, Lukaku, like twice. But do you remember when they signed Danny Drinkwater? In a move that I will never understand. And they spent like 34 million quid on him. Yeah. And he turned up, and he'd been quite good at Leicester. Like, he was on the the England fringes, I guess, and then turned up, I don't know what they were expecting from him. And then he ends up having a a rather iconic drink driving incident, which just torpedoes his entire Chelsea career. How I love my drink driving incidents. Iconic. (laughs) Honestly. And then he played like 12 times and then left. Yeah. The other, the other Chelsea one I like to put forward is Timu Bakayoko, who was so bad in a game away oh, at Watford. Yeah. Even the Chelsea fans started chanting, "He's." <laughs> I think for me, I've got to go. I think it's a period really of the Liverpool signings, where starting twenty ten eleven, where they signed Andy Carroll, and you know we all know how that goes. They get Paul Konchesky for like five million. We all know how that goes. Joe Cole, who turned out to be a shocker. Then from then on, you go a bit further forward. They got Stuart Downing, Charlie Adam, Jose Enrique. Like the list goes on. That's that's one year after. So you think they haven't learned? Maybe they'll learn the next season. Now they get Joe Allen, Fabio Barini, Barini <laughs> uh, alone. <laughs> Jay Spearin yeah. came back from like wherever he was. Like, and then they go. Another year in the forward, you think, okay, maybe they, they really get it this time. No, they spurged 20 million on Mamadou Sarko. Iago Aspas, who's famous for the corner. Simon Mignolet, who's famous for literally any game where he fumbled the ball. Thiago Elori, you think, oh my God, Ali Sissoko was there that year as well. Even for the flavour, man, what a player. It gets worse. You think maybe they learn again. No, they go and sign Balotelli the year after. Markovic, Lovren, Lalana, Origi, like Ricky Lambert. They, just they did go through that worse. spell of just, if you had a half-decent season at Southampton, you've got yourself a move to <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That that is horrific. I agree, but I would like to one up you with a truly terrifying tale of the Tottenham Seven. Oh, the Tottenham yes. Seven, yes. The Tottenham Seven has gone down in folklore for being possibly the worst transfer window ever. And when you make seven signings in a summer and only one of them is considered to be a success, you've had a rotter and you've spunked a hundred million quid down the drain as well. Not just any old hundred million as well. This is the hundred million for selling Gareth arguably Bale. your best yeah. ever player. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only Ericsson would be considered a success, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll hear. I hear. I hear Ronaldo nothing. For Lamella and Paulinho were crap. Capu the same. Lamella was all right. 
Vlad Kirikez, the less said the better. Like, yeah, it, it was it was oh, awful. Yeah. Who else was there? It was shocking. That's a Chadley. That was yeah, awful. Oh, that's that's a Chadley. Chadley. Yeah, yeah, not good. God. What about the players that have had several bad transfers? And I'm thinking like Christian Benteke, who got like what was it, 32 million to Liverpool, 32 million to Crystal Palace, and neither of them were any good. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because like, yeah. he wasn't a bad player before he moved to Liverpool. Good at Villa, wasn't he? And then yeah. just, just like those players who have not one but two bad transfers, you think, oh, mate, just like I'd retire. Saying that, I'd live out to get all the money off them first, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I did also enjoy that Arsenal United uh, swap deal. I was about to when uh, we, bring we up traded spotted swap deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an, like, like a fantastic kind of transfer that you never see it. And the last one we can remember from the Premier League was just horrendous for both teams. Yeah, when Somehow, just everything went wrong. <laughs> but everybody like involved. Sanchez gets his move away that he wanted, gets to United and immediately f- hates it. And then we get Mkhitaryan and we're like, hey, this isn't too bad. And then he just has an absolute stinker. Somehow you, somehow you came out better and you got so, Mkhitaryan I, I, I and he was I'd still class it as a loss. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah can, somehow can both teams still lose? <laughs> Well, you know what, boys? I, I enjoyed that a lot. Oh, actually, I've got one more I'd like was. to mention. Sorry. I've got one more All I'd right, like to on. mention. And it, I'm, due to recency bias, I think we can put this down. Eden Hazard, Chelsea to Real Madrid. Yes! Get him oh, in there! Stank. Get him in! Otherwise a fantastic player. Despite yeah. what one of my co-stars might say. Yeah. <laughs> it was in, class. You know, you know it's been a bad transfer when at the end of the spell, even at the age of, what is he, 32, you've decided to retire. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I will, I will never forget the image of him spinning quite uh, literally Cockleland Cockleland, yeah. like a full 360 in the air thinking, oh. I, when that happened I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start sinking the pints you I'm know not interested one, in the football anymore you know an, another recent one that I think is often forgotten because it is just that bad that you never saw him Artemelo when he went to Liverpool. I know it was on oh, loan, yeah. Yeah. but then I don't think he played a game. No, I, I can't signing. Or oh, the other one. Do you remember when City? Minutes. Yeah, do you remember when City bought Eloquim Mangala? <laughs> and they <laughs> spent like forty million on him, and he started four league games. He was crap, Mangala, Negredo. Like you're going through that list of some of the shits they had over the years. I think they get forgotten because they they can just sign everyone. So yeah. they have a few misses. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Navas, who didn't want to leave Spain and was forced to go to Man City and then hated every yeah. second of it. Like, like come they, on. They, <laughs> they kind of had that situation where they made so many <laughs> signings, but they also made a lot of good signings. So the <laughs> ones are kind of forgotten. The but we will never forget. That much money, <laughs> you can make bad signings. It doesn't matter. Like, you've got yeah, we will never forget money. Mangala, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Claudio Bravo as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Joe Hart out the door. In comes Bravo and is just as bad. Didn't catch a sodding cold, Claudio Bravo. Well, boys, shall we end our little Halloween escapade with a little quiz? Oh, yes. Yes. And this week, I've got a fan favourite with a little twist. Oh, dear. It is none other than the starting 11 game. Oh, yes. However, as it's Halloween, I thought, why not mix it up a little bit? So, 
if you give an answer and it's correct, I'll give you a point. All if right. you give me the player with a, a Halloween pun in their name, I'll give you a bonus point. <laughs> oh, right, God, okay. here we go. Okay. So there's potentially two points on offer per question. Oh, God. And the game this week is none other than that iconic uh, Newcastle 5-1 against Sunderland on Halloween 2010. Okay. This oh, is the second time we've had, we've had Newcastle-Sunderland derby. Yeah. Yes. I've mentioned a couple of players from this game in this episode already, so were you paying attention? For those of you who don't know how the game works, they will take it in turns to name a player who started or came on in this match. They have three lives each. They get a point if it's right, and potentially a bonus point if they can come up with a pun. God, this is going to be so... This is going to be harder to think of a yeah, pun. Yeah, I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> are, you, are you playing it safe, or are you going to push the boat out and try a couple oh, of awful puns? Okay. Well, as I've nicked hosting duties off you for a week, Dan, do you want to go first? I would, because I was listening to you earlier, and you said about Kevin Nolan scoring a hat-trick against Sunderland, so I'd like to go for Kevin Nolan, please. Funnily enough, Kevin Nolan is a correct answer. Starting strong. Harry, over to you. Well, I'm going to go with a pun as well, mate. Tim Gould. Tim Gould in goal for Newcastle, if you will. (laughs) Is a correct answer and a bonus point. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> so he's one round and he's taken the lead. I would also back to like you. to go for a bonus point and hopefully Ooh. a correct answer. And I would like to go for and die, Carol. <laughs> and die, Carol. I like it. And of course, a correct answer. God, he was mentioned Kazis earlier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. I think I'm I'm gonna go with something that is a bit of a Halloween tradition for me. Danny Simpson's Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> <laughs> what you know are you what? talking about? It's a correct answer. But no bonus point. It feels like a stretch. <laughs> it was a made some it massive feels like stretch. A stretch. It's a massive stretch. So it's a right answer, but I'm not giving you the bonus point for that. That's fair enough. Really good Halloween shows, though. Dan, back to you. Um, could I have Lee Catamol, please? Lee Catamol. He did some horror tackles, I guess that counts. Yeah, give, yeah, us, a bonus, give us a bonus point. I tell you what, was he booked? Yes or no? You tell us, mate. I mean, he played. I mean, yeah, surely he got booked. Surely he got booked. Yeah, booked. Is Catamol Catamol a derby? We're nice. all square again. Harry, back to you. Um, I will have Simon Mignolet. Simon Mignolet. Ooh. Was he there at this time? It, it might be too early. Correct answer. I couldn't think of another Sunderland goalkeeper, to be quite honest with you. The only other one I can think of is Costel Pantillamon, and that's way too early for him. Yeah. yeah. Dan, back to you. I would like to go for what I'm confident is the correct answer and also a questionable pun. Okay. I would like to go for Fabrizio Colucini. <laughs> Hmm. Well, it's a correct answer. Well done. Come on, you've got to let me out of that place. 
your points on the board. You know what? I'll give it to you. I'll give it yes. to you. Yes. Two points. I'll allow it because it's tough to try and think of a player and then work a pun into Colacini. Like, come yeah, on, no. mate. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so I was just um, to make a Halloween based noise and you might get a point and it's worked out well. I'm also going to go with a little bit of a of an absolute stretch and I'm going to have Darren Hellbent. <laughs> come on. Really? <laughs> Really? Hang on, I allowed Colucini, mate. Sorry. <laughs> That's Halloween, you know. You've done it yourself and it sounds Halloweeny. What what you need, what I'm working out here, is you need to have a punt somewhere between Simpsons Treehouse of Horror and Colucini <laughs> and you'll get the point. <laughs> set the it is of course a correct answer. And cool. I'm gonna give it to him. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to him. So Dan, back to you. We're all square here. Hmm. Titus Bramble. Titus Bramble. Another horror show in himself. <laughs> you really were listening because he came up earlier as well. Did he? Oh, red card. He did. He got sent off on Halloween in this very game. Wow. That, that I wasn't listening to. <laughs> oh, there you are. I was. I just didn't think of him. Yeah, Titus Bramble is a correct answer. Oh. In case you were wondering about formations and stuff. As you might expect, both teams are playing 4-4-2. Four, four, yes, Brexit <laughs> ball, come on. Who were the managers in this? Uh, who were the managers? Right. I'll have a look I'm, in a minute. Anyway, I'm going to go for a Titus Bramble defensive partner. I don't know where he would have played along, like where Titus Bramble would have played, but a former Norwich man, Michael, and I'm going to go with Burner. Oh, come on. He's taking the piss here. Michael Turner's the correct answer. You're not having that one. He's taking the piss. He's absolutely taking the piss. Hey, hey, no coming up to the referee and protesting, mate. That's a bucket. That's the yellow, mate. Yeah, you're on you're on thin ice. Um Oh mate. If you want to know what you have left, you have two defenders for Newcastle, three midfielders and a forward. And uh, just the one substitute for Sunderland. Oh, you have two defenders, three midfielders, a forward, and three substitutes. Okay. Is it me? Yeah. It is indeed. Check Tote. Check Tote. R.I.P. is a correct answer. Uh, no messing about there. Straight. In. Is the, Harry, back to you. is the other Sunderland striker Asamoa Gian? Is the other Sunderland striker Asamoa Gian? He was at the yeah, he was too early. Sunderland for that World Cup. Too early. No, he was He was a substitute. Oh! He was there. He was a used oh! substitute. <laughs> He's gotten away with it. Oh, Who would have played up front with Darren Bent? I think I'm thinking too late, though. It is an absolutely world-class shout. What? Oh, was that Not for the... his footballing ability. Was that the year he was on loan there? Oh, I know who he was thinking of. Well, if you... All right, sod it then. Danny Welbeck. Yeah, that's who, that's who he's Danny thinking Welbeck. of. Danny Welbeck. I don't... I... He... Danny Helbeck, you a bonus point, but... I'll have a word. 
Danny Welbeck is a correct answer. Oh. Welbeck and Ben up front. What an incredible partnership. That is a strike partnership it's, for the ages. It's almost as good as the Newcastle one. I think I know uh, who the other Newcastle striker is. Um, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna go Joey Barton. I think he's there. Joey Barton, the the heartbeat, the engine of this Newcastle midfield. Of course, it's a correct answer. God, they were struggling. Barton against Casamol yep. is a midfield battle for the ages. <laughs> you pay any money to see that now. Yeah. Did Barton get booked as well? Uh, Barton did not. He was a good player oh. today. That's a shame. I'm, I'm, I'm sure this is the right answer, but I'm going to go over a stretch with the pun. Ola Amiobu. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I this like that. If it's the right answer, give him the point. <laughs> he scored the other two goals in this game. It's a correct oh, yes. answer. Give him the point. And I'm going to give you the bonus point. Yeah. I, should, I should get another Excellent point for picking a game where Shola Amiobi actually scored a goal as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> Amiobu. <laughs> um, Even in a game where he scored a brace, he still didn't last the full 90 minutes. Uh, Harry, back to you, my friend. Uh... I try and think of a pun for his name, and it's really f***ing tough. <laughs> uh, oh, I fuck it, we'll try it. Jose Enrique. Ooh. Jose Enrique. It's a correct answer. I'll give you the point, why not? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm fair enough. Because I'm going to go for another stretch. If you're having blue, we can have kill. <laughs> <laughs> you can when he's on the fly. You're doing well, boys. I'm a fan. I might be I'm about to use boo again. I'm going to be honest. Oh, now will I get awarded to you twice? That's not very original, mate. He's not going with Joey Booten, is he? No, I'm going to go. <laughs> Considering you've already said him. <laughs> but he's used boo. He may as well use a player again. I'm going to go with Jonas Boutierrez. Jonas Boutierrez. You could have just had Jonas Gutierrez. Oh, yeah. He's a correct answer. Lovely. But I'm not giving you the bonus point. That's fair enough. You've got to try this. I'm thing. not having you reusing puns. The, the, yeah. <laughs> what is it you always Ooh. say? There's no greater risk than playing it safe. There's, There's no, no greater great danger than playing, playing it safe. safe. That's it, yeah. So true, man, honestly. That completes our Newcastle midfield as well. Wow. We've collected them all. What have we got You left? have... You have a Newcastle defender and a, a used substitute, and I can't believe who the used substitute is. Uh, for Sunderland, you have two defenders, three midfielders, and two used substitutes. I'm going to go with Jordan Helderson. Helderson. Mm. It's a correct answer. Oh, mate, I'm more worried about the fact if it was correct or not. Yeah. <laughs> but you have already used hell for Darren Ben. Yeah. But I didn't get the point. Oh, you didn't get the point. Yeah, you know what? In that case, you can have the bonus point. There's more of a pun than the other one is. Harry, there's a name on this list I can't believe you haven't said yet. But we're back to Dan. 
You said you couldn't believe who the Newcastle sub was. I genuinely can't. And I think if you're 5-1 up, you're taking a striker off and you're giving a youngster a chance. Well, especially if Amiobi didn't last the whole game. Yeah. And I, I can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth, but I think it might be Niall Ranger. Niall oh. Ranger. The man with possibly the worst tattoo I've ever seen. The yeah, the little smiley face on the lid. I've ever seen. Yeah, just an all-round shocking player, which is appropriate for Halloween because he came on. He's a correct answer. Somehow. Oh, my word. Willie, I know the man you think I need to say. Well. Say it then. Yeah, but I'm thinking of a pun for his name. <laughs> I'm giving up with the puns. I'm just going for correct answers. Uh... <laughs> it's a dangerous game, Dan. You get all the right answers. It's going to come down to points. Yeah, but I hope he runs out of lives. <laughs> this has been I some good quizzing. Right. I can't think of one. I'm just going to say it. You have indeed still got three lives okay. each. These are some iconic teams. I'm going to go Steed Mulbronk. Oh, yeah. Steed Mulbronk is, of course, a right answer. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, first name out of your mouth. No. After Andy Kaz, of course. Yeah, Steed Mulbronk. What a legend of the game. Who are we the muscle for... hamster himself. Who are we missing for Newcastle? Newcastle, you're missing a defender, and that is it. Who, who, which you defenders know. have been said? Enrique Colchini. Uh, and, and Danny, Danny Simpson. Simpson. Right, You're missing okay. the other centre off. Okay, 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 okay. Can I think of a pun? I can't think of a pun. Mike Williamson. Mike Williamson. And okay, that's a bold shout. The Is most it? generic English name you could possibly say. You know, I think of the big, big centre back, the big terrible centre back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would have. He's a correct answer. Come on. Wow. And that is the entire Newcastle team done. Right, so for Sunderland, we've got what? Some defenders. Sunderland, you have two defenders, two midfielders, and two used substitutes. Right, okay. Bowden Zenden. Bowden Zenden. He played for Sunderland? Flawlessly pronounced. Thank you. He's a substitute. <gasps> oh, He's... no. Oh, please. An unused substitute. Oh, Harry, you lose your first life. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bowden's end has never been an, an, a wrong answer in this quiz, and somehow I've plucked him out yeah, of the he's time only been he did Funnily enough. Twice. <laughs> um, Bill Bardsley. Bill Bardsley. Man who scored an absolute screamer when we saw him playing for Stoke. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. And Peter Crouch got a hat-trick. <laughs> Peter Crouch got a hat-trick. Crouchy for England, man. Uh, he's a correct answer. So, Harry, back to you. You have one Sunderland defender. You've actually got one Sunderland midfielder and two substitutes. Uh, Both of which, if it makes it any easier, came on in midfield. 
Well, that's good because I'm trying to pluck the midfielder. So, <laughs> he... Kieran Richardson. You, oh, I had a pun Rich. for it as well, you. Oh. Sorry. If mate. you can come up with a pun, Harry, in the next five seconds, I'll let you submit it. Uh, no, I've been thinking of it for the last ten minutes. I haven't got one. Oh, you sod. He's a substitute. Oh, really? He's a huge substitute. Unbelievable. Out of interest, Dan, what was your pun for him? Uh, Kieran Stitchardson. Nice. Hey, it's a good pun. I'd have allowed it. Unfortunately, it's your go now. <laughs> have we said Jordan Henderson? Yes. Yeah. You have indeed. Okay. You want the man on the other side? Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know who that is. A midfielder. And we've got a defender left, right? You do indeed. Did they sign in the same summer from that World Cup? Sod it. John Mensah. John Mensah. That's a, that is a straight out of the crack pool, that one. Yeah, I've delved deep into the, the brain bunker for that one. And it's paid off because he's a correct answer. Oh my god, incredible. He was a used substitute. Oh, Meaning, I'm there out is now. one player left to get alright I've got two midfielders oh no, sorry there's two players left to get I was going to say you've got a defender and a midfielder no? yeah you've got a defender and a midfielder both of whom start I've got three midfielders we well, only need one Stefan Sesson gone Stefan oh, Sesson gone I think that's too early. I'm certain he's there in 2010. Is an incorrect answer. Harry, you have one life remaining. Dan. If you get the correct answer here, he'd need a pun to tie up the scores. I'm going to make a smart decision positionally. And I'm going to go for somebody who could have either been a defender or a midfielder. Was he at Sunderland? <sighs> El Mahamadi? Did he play for Sunderland? Yeah, he Ahmed did. El Mahamadi. Is a correct answer. Oh, come Good on. God. He is the missing midfielder. Well, I, still what about Sully Montari was my next shout. Sully <laughs> Montari would have been incorrect. Harry, now no pressure here. There is one player left to get. If you get it right with a pun, you'll tie on point. Oh, is it a sub or? It's the starting defender. Hmm. Oh, I've got the name, and I've got a stretch of a pun. Go right. on. Go on. <laughs> this, this is huge. Nedum, oh no. Uh... <laughs> I'll give him it if it's right. For the love of God. 
<laughs> oh man! I just That's... hope he's played. That you know what this reach is? You know that bit at the end of Space Jam where Michael Jordan's like reaching for the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I think he's right as well because it was it was either him or Anton Ferdinand that was going to say yeah. I think he's right as well because it's a correct answer oh, and you know what no. you can have the point for the pun. <laughs> oh no! Meaning this week against all odds we got another draw. Unbelievable! Unbelievable I think that's a result as well. You both well, did fantastic. On. There were some great puns in there. Well done, boys. Well, I'm not sure if there were great puns in there, but we worked hard to get what we could. <laughs> can we can we have a tiebreaker? You don't want to take the draw? No, I'm here for the win. I don't I I don't get a chance to quiz often. I want to win. And I reckon oh, fair. the tiebreaker should be the managers, because we asked about the managers and it was never revealed who they were. Oh, very true. Yeah, but I didn't know at the start. <laughs> You'll have to get thinking, mate. Oh, mate. All right. Your tiebreaker, boys. We'll start with a winning team. I need you both to message me the Newcastle manager. Oh, my word. What's so the correct on, mate? So will be a point. A pun. I'll give you a bonus point. I'm doing it with a pun as well. I'm hoping it's the right manager. <laughs> I don't think I've got the right manager, but I didn't have a pun for him either. Right. I can reveal the answer. Harry. You guessed Alan Pardew. Yeah. Damn. You guessed Sam Allah dies. Very nice. Now I'm now even debating whether he was Newcastle manager. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think You're I'm both right. Incorrect. Oh. oh, feel free to guess again. Oh, managing Newcastle in 2010. He was sacked two months after this game. And then, and then, hundred percent, he was replaced with Alan Pardew, wasn't he? And then he was replaced with Alan Pardew. Yeah. We're both so bad. Harry, that's the most dog <laughs> pun I've ever seen. Just for the record, here, I genuinely can't. I can't think of. You know what, Wally? Part of me wants it. Wants it to be John Carver because his name's already kind of a pun. But I know he was after Alan Pardew. <laughs> I actually don't... Right, let's push you for an answer here, Dan. Yeah, I know. I don't think mine's right, but it's the best bet I've got. I think it's too late for him. Oh, this is absolutely wrong, but I can't think of anybody else. I'm wondering if he was the caretaker manager. One of you is correct. Oh, Daniel, what name have you whipped out? Dan guessed Alan Shearer. Harry, you what? guessed Chris Hutton. It's Chris Hutton. You guessed Chris Hutton with the worst pun I've ever seen in Chris Hutton. 
<laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> you are, however, correct, and the winner of no this way. quiz. I can't believe you pulled that out your ass. You're not having the bonus point for the pun, though. You can f off with that. I think, I think it's your minus point and go to another tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's the winner of this week's quiz. Well done, man. After a very, off. very closely run thing. Well done, boys. Yeah, well done. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. If you enjoyed, make sure to like and follow. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify as it really helps us out. Uh, thank you for joining me, boys. Pleasure, mate. Have a good week, mate. Have Wonderful presenting and job normal for you service. As well. Yeah, normal service will be resumed next week, so listen in if you dare. Unless we sack Daniel. Goodbye for now. Please sack me. One, two, three, four. Gira can hit them. Gira! From David Villar, oh, great finish. He's done just 30 score. Jorginho's done it. Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here.